Hello, and welcome to Home Education Today podcast. I'm your host, Chauncey Lynn Childs, and on this podcast, we talk about challenges, concerns, and joys of providing a first-class education for our children at home. We also discuss methods and experiences with successful home educators, give a voice to concerned public school teachers, and anything else that strengthens our ability to teach and guide and direct our kids as autonomous, empowered, and joyful parents. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Today, I want to talk about uh, critical race theory a little bit more. I have written a few blogs. I've um, done a video, I think, on it uh, previously. And this morning, I was in uh, on Facebook and having some conversations um, with some parents. And a few things came to my mind, and I wanted to share those with you today. Um, the first uh, post was from... Uh, 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 it's members of the community that have gotten together who are concerned about education. And uh, the question that was asked was, was this, if you'll indulge me in just reading this. Um, the person said, I recently asked my recent school, dis- my school district uh, school board if they taught critical race theory or anything else close to it. No was the answer, but they do teach social emotional learning. Does anybody know more about this type of teaching and is it good for kids? I'm searching for information. And this was a few days ago and I responded um, with this, um, hold on just a second here, let me find it. I responded with this um, response. You need to ask every teacher and each school board member these questions. One, do you believe in white privilege? Two, do you believe all whites are racist? And three, do you believe that America is systemically is a systemically racist country? The answers to those questions will tell you if the basic attitudes behind CRT are being taught, not specifically as a formal, formal curriculum, but informally by teachers. Now this, um, this response that I gave was as a result of about two weeks ago, I responded. There was, um, I don't know whether there's a new superintendent that was starting at a school in like Wisconsin or um, Minnesota or somewhere like that, or it was a, a governor's posting. I can't remember who the political leader was or government leader, um, educational leader. And she was talking about how they want to have you know, a lot more um, transparency and develop trust with the teachers again and, and, you know, get through all the trauma that's been caused by COVID. And um, I commented on that thread that until school boards and superintendents and teachers are a lot more transparent about what they're teaching in the school, it's going to be difficult to develop trust. And one of the responses to my comment was, a mocking um, of of my comment that CRT is being taught in schools um, because um, as everyone knows, this person was saying, uh, critical race theory is a graduate level theory. Children cannot understand it. And, you know, it's just so silly to think that we are teaching that to our kids. They don't, they won't be able to understand it. 
And obviously my response to that is no, actually it it's, it's very elementary to teach guilt, white guilt and, you know, white oppression and uh, black, you know, be, blacks being oppressed or people of color being oppressed to a child. It's, it's extremely easy to do that. And which is the basis of critical race theory. So to my reply that those three questions needed to be asked back on uh, the first post I was mentioning, um, the author says, um, I'm still confused on why our educators think this is a good idea. What happened to the focus on academic excellence and the basics, reading, writing, and arithmetic? So this also kind of goes back to um, my interview I did with teacher Tom, where we had that little exchange about one of the reasons that I took my children out of school 20, almost 25 years ago, was that the basis of CRT was being taught in uh, my, son's, um, my, my son's junior high in his social studies curriculum that had been written uh, with the elders of the indigenous tribe there. And it was all, you know, that the whites had oppressed the, the, the uh, natives there, which was true. This was, a, this was a true thing. And I had no problem um, with that being taught, that there had been a history there that caused a lot of those Native Americans, many of whom were my, some of my dear friends, um, to have PTSD, to have um, a destruction of their culture. There's no question that that happened. I don't have a problem with that being taught. What I have a problem with is that, the, is that at, at certain points during that year that they were learning all about this, that there was, there was no, now let's come together. No, it was the, the white kids were having to write apology letters to the natives, even if they had nothing to do with it, even if they were not oppressing anymore, even if that was their best friend sitting next to them, which actually was the case with my son who had, was, best friends with a couple of the boys in that class um, who were natives and there was no oppression going on there but he was going to have to write apology letters to to the other students in the class and that's what i objected to um, and so um, this exchange that i had with teacher tom was that we uh, we kind of disagreed what CRT was. I think fundamentally that's, that's what, our, what our exchange was about was that he saw CRT and we kind of talked about it after we stopped recording the interview. Um, his, in his life experience, um, he had been bused to um, poorer schools as part in North, North Carolina, I believe, or South Carolina as a, as a part of um, you know, integration. And he learned he, he had grown up in a, in a middle-class white neighborhood where he had learned some racial prejudice but when he was bused to the school he learned something very different he became friends and and he felt like crt was going to break down those barriers crt being taught in schools and um so i kind of learned from that and i thought a lot of more a lot more about it and these exchanges that i want to share with you today kind of highlight that point that critical race theory is it means different things to different people and that we don't always think through what is being said about it so let me continue with this thread and um, you can think about it i said so he was saying you know why why do educators think it's a good idea to teach this kind of thing you know white privilege and so forth and where did the academic um, focus go in our schools and i said 
Steve, I think it's just the indoctrination that teachers get in college. And then in all of the ongoing trainings that educators are required to receive over the years. So um, there is, there's, you know, when we started having anger management kinds of things and sensitivity training, this was laying the foundation for CRT, okay? Uh, over the years, they embrace the idea of white privilege and they are made to feel sorry for um, black indigenous people of color individuals and groups and, and they become guilty for being white and they're trying to make it better. If you really believe that white skin is at the root of all society's problems and you try to fix it because you really care and no one is, um, would ever accuse a teacher of not caring. It's uh, the, the profession of, of being a professional educator is about caring. That's why you go into that profession. And I continued, honestly, when you look at it that way, it seems logical and the loving thing to do. The problem is that people don't take CRT to its logical conclusion, which is to strip whites of all power, dismantle all white entities, including law, religion, government, all of it, and give that power to BIPOC individuals and entities, marginalize whites so they can't act on their inherent racism. This is what Kendi's book says, How to Be an Anti-Racist is his book, and he makes no bones about it. I just think most people wanna feel they are doing something to equalize opportunity for BIPOC populations without thinking about it deeply or seeing how it's projecting all, its all this negativity and division in our society. As far as uh, academics, you can follow the line of reasoning that it isn't fair uh, and equal for kids in the school system, then why would you emphasize academics? Statistically, whites will continue to outperform BIPOC populations, so it just continues to solidify their power. According to Kendi, you can't criticize or even comment on the reasons that BIPOC kids underperform, which is due to lack of parental involvement, lack of fathers, drug and alcohol abuse, et cetera. And to assign reasons for lack of performance is racist in Kendi's theory. Therefore, why have schools teach academics? The logical conclusion is to teach only that which will debase whites and elevate BIPOC children. And he responds today that he guess, he says, I guess I have some catching up to do. This needs to be stopped. And I think the white guilt derangement is part of the problem. This is not teaching, but rather a very bad element of social engineering. The outcome is not a good one. Um, that just goes to my point that not only are people not aware of what the, you know, we're all in our own little worlds, right? We're all in our own bubbles and people are not aware of what this theory even is or why it's important or what it's doing to kids in the, in the, um, in the, in the public system. So, you know, what do we do? What, what do we do about this? I think it's just, we just can't have enough conversations. We need to be talking about this all the time. We need to be making people aware that um, critical race theory is taking our country by storm. It is, is taken academia, it has taken big business, it's taken government, it's, it's influencing the judicial system. I know here in Portland um, <laughs> and in Seattle, we had you know, the summer of love in Seattle and the, and the, the zones where people couldn't go. We had you know, the Black Lives Matter protesting going on for over a year because it was racist to stop the destruction of an entire downtown 
the destruction of federal buildings, um, the injury of thousands of police officers, some permanent, um, and it is, it's really changing the whole attitude of society. It's becoming so pervasive in, in the media, in, our, in, in advertisements, Every, everywhere you look, this is being played out. So we need to fight it because slavery is something that happened. We know it happened. Um, I grew up watching movies about it, reading about it, reading books about it. Um, <laughs> these people with the 16... Uh, 19 Project acts, act like the way they talk, it's like it's been a big secret, you know, for hundreds of years. And all of a sudden they are going to reveal to society that we had slavery once and uh, uh, it needs to be the story needs to be told. Well, the story has never stopped being told. It's, it's never ceased to be told. And I am not I am not saying more can't be told about it. Every generation needs to be educated about slavery. That has to happen. But I did not participate in it. Nobody in this day and age participated in it. And I am not going to, to assume guilt, a collective white guilt, and be called a racist. I do not believe somebody can reach into my head and into my heart and say what I'm thinking, what my subconscious is thinking, what my heart is feeling, and assign some meaning to every action that I take or every word that I say. Uh, it's antithetical to every logical, scientific, um, or human um, <laughs> human belief system. It, there's, it's, just, uh, it's just ridiculous. And uh, I'm sure I'll be talking a lot more about this. I have another stream I'd like to show, share with you um, on this later. So have a great day. Hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the very end. By listening to the entire podcast, you've proven yourself to be the kind of person that is forward thinking and you're concerned about our current culture. And you also believe that you can change the world. I believe that by having these simple discussions that we can really make a big difference in the world, really have an impact. And I hope that you'll share this information with others so that together we really can make a positive change.